Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor, KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's a reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We are going to do something about it. So let's dig in. Through my own experience, um, I was burnt out five, nearly six years ago. Um, and that's why I have this program to help other dads in that situation. Um, and in the sort of preceding years, and actually before that, I've done a lot of, I guess, for want of a better term, I've done a lot of deep healing work on myself. Um, hindsight is a great thing, of course, but on, on reflection to my experience then, um, I, I was doing far too much and put a lot of expectation on myself. So when I became burnt out in 2016, I was working a regular full-time job, corporate job, um, in quite a stressful kind of environment on Whitty IT. My position at the time was quite an involved one, had a lot of responsibilities. I, I was expecting a lot of myself and there were a certain amount of expectations put on me by um, you know, the team I worked in and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd become a dad the first time. So that's a huge life event in itself. And I'd also, um, shortly after the birth of my first child, um, launched myself into a yoga teacher training program, which was something I'd fallen in love with in the previous few years. Um, and it was a big part of my journey in so much that I, I wanted to um, learn everything I could about the practice of yoga. So this was the start of a three-year diploma, um, sort of immersive self-study, really. Um, I learned a lot through that period, so um, I became burnt out, um, and it started out with something quite innocuous. I got a got an ear infection. To cut a long story short, I was guilty of not stopping to rest to allow myself to recover. I kept, I had sort of two or three or four ear infections back to back to back because I didn't truly stop and sort of give into it. I became burnt out. I got a, a horrible virus. It completely knocked me off my feet. So for the following six months, I didn't work. Um, I needed six months of pretty much deep rest to recover properly. And that manifested in a lot of different ways it ultimately it was my body saying stop you're doing too much so there were the emotional there was the emotional side of things physically my body told me to stop um, at its worst when I was the most kind of deeply exhausted fatigued I did little apart from sleep and eat so that six that six month period was a although quite a dark time at, it, at its hardest it was very transformational in so much that I learned a lot about myself. Um, I really found out what works and what doesn't work. I had some quite challenging experiences with sort of return to work programs and occupational health, those kind of things. I'd seen a couple of specialist doctors pretty much tell me I would. One time I would never return to work. Another told me that um, it would take years for me to recover. Uh, so they were you know, sort of big wake-up calls are, are not helpful in my journey. The real kind of turning point was when I um, sort of turned to traditional medicine 
and surrendered to the fact that I, I did have burnout. That was sort of a big challenge in that in that process. I had a quite a few um, failed return to work um, attempts, um, if that makes sense. So through occupational health, um, I can't remember the number of times, maybe two or three initially, where I I I was encouraged to return to work quite soon, and I couldn't even manage half a day of work. Wow. Purely down to the fact that I was exhausted. Um, so, yeah, what was, I think, part of my experience, I, I was lucky as such, in so much that um, I had private healthcare through work, and I was encouraged to use that, which I did, um, and saw a really pragmatic um, doctor in general medicine who did a load of tests on me and, and said, you're quite fortunate in so much that we found something that explains your symptoms because I'm sure he said nine times out of ten and um, people come along with the same symptoms and I can genuinely find nothing to sort of say this is the reason um, so I had a virus called cytomegalovirus which is CMV um, it's often known as which presents very similarly to um, Epstein-Barr which is the one that causes glandular fever wow. And you, you may know that um, in adulthood, if you get glandular fever, it can be pretty severe and knock you off your feet. And that's exactly what happened to me. Um, so a different virus, similar kind of um, symptoms manifest in a very similar way. You know, what we've learned of, of viruses, especially in the last couple of years, is that they, they sort of attach themselves to the nervous system and are, are difficult to, for want of a better term, shake off. At times since then, I've experienced a lot of different therapies. Um, predominantly alternative ones um, and I, I now have worked out which ones do work and which <laughs> ones don't um, so yeah that's kind of a um, my potted history of, uh, of burnout now in your reflective part of the journey now that you know what you know about burnout when you look back at that time frame of, of working in IT having a kid did you have any other symptoms that were kind of precursors to even the ear infection and that virus that were saying like, hey, slow down, slow down? Yeah, absolutely. I was, um, a couple of things that, that jumped to mind are uh, um, overwhelm. I was definitely feeling overwhelmed by everything. My approach at the time was just to kind of press ahead and carry on and almost pretend like it didn't exist. Like if I keep myself busy, then um, it will go away, <laughs> which it absolutely didn't. Um, from from my own direct experience, that the process of becoming a father, if that makes sense, especially for the first time when you don't really know what to expect, um, was a big part of that. So obviously a major major life event. Um, you know, everything changes when you become a parent. Yeah, just going through the, the processing of that, the, the sort of the emotional processing, the almost preparing yourself for what is to come. And I know certainly through sort of the last or so of pregnancy, I was kind of a bit frantic in my preparations. <laughs> um, you know, getting everything ready for the nursery at home and making sure we've got everything in place. And, you know, almost in anticipation of, of birth. If that makes sense. Yeah, and actually, uh, when I 
when I read about burnout and it talks about this loss of identity when you become a parent is one thing we don't realize very fast um, unless we get a swift kick in the butt or do good balancing techniques is you you just added a whole other chunk of your world and a whole other chunk of expectations because you're taking care of this human and you usually don't change anything and so there's no balancing you just added more and in in your story you you are going for a very high certification and opening up basically a practice and even though it's a practice of of meditation and, and being in tune with your body that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with stressors to get there and study it um, and it's interesting because last week I just recorded a mindfulness episode for the burnout prevention subscription so people can understand uh, what yoga, meditation, and, and mindfulness is so that they can use it as part of their recovery. And she talked about what that does to your body, but um, you're on the other side of, of studying it so that you can instruct it. So there's a whole other, I mean, basically anyone in school can relate to that. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> you you had another layer on yours because of this virus. So what did you do to recover? I mean, that's that's really complex. I was really fortunate in in so much that if I go back a few years before sort of burnout, um, a big part of my journey was I'd, I'd met a, a nutritionist, I guess you'd call him. Um, he was also a herbalist. And he completely changed my perspective on how I nourish myself, if that makes sense. So I'd learned a lot through work with him. Um, that's a whole other story, but um, then fast forward sort of three years, um, I explained my, my kind of how I got to becoming burnout. I'd started this period of study um, in and around yoga. Um, in uh, preceding burnout, a year's sort of immersive course on on what yoga is, like a, a foundational yoga course, which completely blew my mind. Um, you know, at the time I, I'd um, I've been practicing yoga for a little while. Um, and I, I thought it was this very much, for uh, want of a better term, an exercise program. You know, I, I'd only seen the Western interpretation of it, um, but I'd got glimpses of, of sort of the deeper teachings of it through meditation and things like that. All I knew was that by the end of a class, I felt amazing, and and that's what kind of got me hooked. Um, so that that year-long um, course and study within two, three months of that, I I knew I wanted to learn to teach because what I'd learned was so profound. So to cut a long story short, a part of what we'd, what I'd studied on that was something called Ayurveda. So Ayurveda is a sister science to yoga. Um, to try and distill it down, it's the study of um, living a life, um, living in tune with your genetic blueprint, if that makes sense. Um, working with your own biology. So I'd I'd sought out a, a local practitioner, um, went along to see her. By the time I was kind of burnt out, I'd done quite a bit of work. And that's that stayed with me to this day. Um, I you know, I, I maintain the philosophies of that in my approach to, to life and lifestyle. A big part of my journey through burnout was I went along for um, a week of what's called panchakarma, which is a traditional healing technique. So to explain what that is, um, 
a week where you do retreat, um, you, you turn off from any kind of um, external influence, so all devices are off, no access to computers, news, anything like that. So that's a, a big step in it, in and of itself for a lot of people. It's like a, a week's cleanse, if you like. There's a, a period beforehand where you're doing some preparation in terms of diet and uh, routine uh, leading up to that. But you have a number of um, traditional therapies, treatments, every day for seven days. Um, your diet is very cleansing throughout that period. Um, you have a massage every day, which may sound um, quite sort of luxurious, but it's a big part of that healing treatment. So It sounds um, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's completely transformational. It's one of those things, again, in hindsight, I'll never know the difference in outcome would have been had I have not been for that um, through that experience. But I firmly believe my intuition tells me that that was the turning point. Um, because after that, I did begin to heal and it wasn't really until then that I properly surrendered to to being burnt out yeah does that make sense yeah no and and everyone has that point in their journey where they're either hit rock bottom and they have to rebuild that foundation and say that's enough or that moment where they realize that they are a majority to blame for their burnout, and um, mm-hmm. it, and what's and I think that's kind of getting over that resentment stage of burnout, where you realize, you know, I I did not have to do half the things I did, and I did not have to put on these expectations when I'm taking a whole new lifestyle of, of being a parent, and I think it's those aha moments where you can either shame and blame yourself, or you can take it in and absorb it and change. Absolutely, yeah, and I would say that if I was to kind of summarise it, the two main stages of recovery for me were first of all acknowledging that I was burnt out, so saying, yep, this is a thing, and then accepting it, that I needed to really, really rest, consciously rest and stop, and then everything else sort of naturally happens from then. What what tips would you have um, for new parents, especially dads, because I won't be able to talk on behalf of them, to, to kind of prevent burnout, especially if, if they're listening to this just because of work stress and then later they become a parent? What are some things that they can do to make sure that they do not become, you know, your situation especially where your, your immune system is crashing so you, you welcomed in a very serious virus? Um, that is a fantastic question. Um, something that's been really transformational for me in recent years is um, I've worked with men um, in, in different ways. So I, I wanted to make yoga more accessible to men. Um, so I've been, I've run and been part of sort of men's groups for one of a better term. So I've run um, yoga classes, events just for men and I, I've been part of sort of a wider community of just men. Very transformational and healing in itself because or for a number of reasons really this is very stereotypical so just go with it (laughs) on on the whole um as men we're we're quite guilty of pushing on um assuming that we will just get on with things um not wanting to appear vulnerable um not wanting to accept help and really not not giving back to ourselves so I've, i've kind of gone a long way around of saying allowing yourself to be vulnerable and talk to other people about what you're experiencing because 
But the whole process for me, this is from my own direct experience, the whole process of becoming a father was huge. And I didn't really know how to process that. I joke with, <laughs> I joke with my partner that I spent pretty much the first eight months um, resisting it and pretending it wasn't happening. And then the last month of, of her pregnancy, I was like, oh God, I better do something about this <laughs> and take it seriously. <laughs> So, you know, that, that was just my own personal experience, but it's such a, a transformational thing, um, you know, from going from, you know, the freedom of being, I'm trying to choose my words carefully, the freedom of, of being um, unattached to a certain degree. When you become a parent, there's a, a degree of responsibility with that that comes along with that as part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how some psychologists put it is you, you just added another full-time job. So yeah, how, yeah. how are you so going to change your actions and habits? And like you said, your nutrition, even just how you're supporting your body and how you're going to release stress cycles um, and, and things like that, you have, to, you have to change. But I think sometimes we like to change things with what we see instead of discovering who we are and what we like. So then you get even more lost during this identity crisis of change. And, um, and it's interesting, every burnout book that I read, it talks about spirituality. So it can, it can be on the religious side, it can be just on self-discovery, but to be in tune with yourself so that week you're talking about. And what was the word again? Oh, panchakarma. Panchakarma. So something like that, where you completely check out, so you can almost reset yourself. Um, yeah. Those type of retreats or even, you know, um, supplemental type of activities like yoga or something that you're just stopping all the noise and all the busyness and just being in tune with yourself can get you back on track and find your new identity in this in this new world you're entering. It was just interesting that I, I think I'm up to 11 different burnout books, total different philosophies behind them and research, but mm-hmm. it, there's always a spirituality chapter in it to say you can't be like other people because that's not going to heal you. Yeah, self-discovery is a huge part of it and that's a big part of what I teach. Um, When I'm being kind of more analytical about um, what it ultimately comes down to is it's at the level of the nervous system. You know, our, our, our nervous systems are through expectations of society and and where we find ourselves today in you know, in the world that we live in, is that typically our nervous systems are on overdrive and are, are amped up, um, and that's fed by news through devices, notifications, the expectations we put on ourselves with our, our work and um, our responsibilities, and all these kind of things add into that part. And we're not great, generally speaking, at checking out and and taking time for ourselves and just saying okay I'm just going to be with myself now and and, um, breathe or rest or you know taking time out from all this noise that we experience Mm -hmm. and finding your new limits I, I definitely felt a change in resiliency because the demands at home were so high compared to not really any demands yes. at home that you have to change what your limits are so that you don't cross that line often because that's once those build up and compound that's burnout mm-hmm. absolutely um and something that was um 
fantastic about when we got in touch. I, I remember you saying, um, I think I replied maybe on a weekend or late on a Friday or something, and then you didn't reply for a bit, and I didn't think anything of it. And you said words to the effect of, "I've put good boundaries in place for myself because I know that if they kind of creep, then I can be back in a place of a, a place that's not comfortable for me." So boundaries are something that I. I teach about an awful lot um, because I think experiences of the past two years have taught us that unless we have good boundaries in place, uh, life can become very hectic, very busy, and it's about taking back our own power ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like we're just we're just throwing energy away. On purpose, yes. and we have to get we have yeah. to get out of the cycle. Yeah, uh, a, a huge part of my um, journey has been working at that energetic level and how I manage my energies, how I both give and receive energy, because I've definitely been guilty in the past of giving away too much and not um, allowing myself to replenish. Yes, and that looks different for everybody. For me, it's I thrive off time on my own, and that's how I fill myself back up. Um, but I'm very introverted, so um, that's true of I know a lot of introverts, and the opposite can also be true for you know, the other um, extreme. So it's working with what what works for you as an individual. Yeah. So, what type of services can you offer the burnout community? Yeah, thank you. So um, I've got a fantastic eight-week program uh, which is designed for dads based on my very own experience and what I've learned over the last 12 years or so since I first got into yoga. It's a transformational program that has five pillars to it if you like so mindset so if our mindset's not in the right place now we're gonna really struggle and um, a big part of it is self-discovery so taking you on a journey through that and how to become intentional with life. Then there's mindful movement is another key part of it, which is essentially what we connotate with physical yoga practice, but how we can release tension from the body. Um, deep rest, and that was a, a real um, part of my recovery. So there's a, a practice called uh, Yoga Nidra, which is essentially surrendering to physical and emotional and mental depletion, um, and allowing yourself to rest and stop, which I was definitely guilty of not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, um, efficient breathing. So a, a huge part of what I teach is pranayama, which is the science of breathing, and how that can help to relax, calm, soothe the nervous system and put the brakes on it so you come back into parasympathetic rather than sympathetic. Um, so these key elements all um, form a focus for the eight-week program. You cannot recover from burnout with prescriptions, procedures, or surgery. Come join a holistic community that specializes in burnout to begin your recovery. Each month for only $10, get a specialist lecture, worksheets, and action planning delivered right to your email. Take it from a burnout survivor when I say, your recovery begins with just one action step. Burnout is a confusing and lonely journey. I want you to know you're not alone. 
I hope to see you here again for more recovery tips and education. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your family and friends. If no one shared the word burnout with me, I don't know where I would be today. Mm-hmm.